Howdy, everybody. My name's Eric Yalik. Today is Friday, October 26, 2018, and it is hammer time. I want to welcome you to one of the most exciting places, maybe in the entire United States today, which is the Woodlands Community Center. Some people call it the Friendship Center. Some people call it the South County Community Center. Uh, and with me today are about 3,000 of my closest friends and the reason that they're here is they are all protesting the way that the left is trying to cheat in an election. Now I want to tell you a little bit about that. Thank you, Bill. Bill Brenza, by the way, the, our great director and producer. Unfortunately, we can't turn the camera around and show you Bill today. But um, as always, I appreciate his great direction and production and all the great work that he does for our community on MCP.TV. Um, what I want to uh, talk to you about briefly is how the left is trying to steal an election. Uh, and specifically, what I want to mention to you is we're seeing a lot of violations of the rule of law. Um, first of all, on the national level, what we're seeing is, is that the national liberal media is trying, of course, to push the sad story of Jamal Khashoggi. Um, who they claim is some great leftist uh, reporter who's a, a journalist trying to do investigation, uh, whose death in Saudi Arabia a few weeks ago they claim is a tragedy. But the more the Khashoggi story comes out, the more the reality comes out, and that is that Khashoggi was nothing other than a terrorist with terrorist connections, working with Hezbollah and other terrorist organizations. At the same time, on the national level, the left has been trying to push this crazy Russia investigation, which has nothing to do with anything. Uh, they've been trying their hardest to try to connect it to our great President Donald Trump, and they've completely failed. On the state level, what we've seen is the left tried to indict our great Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton. Ken Paxton has stood for openness and transparency in government probably more than any Attorney General in Texas history, uh, and the left failed. The indicted, indictment was quashed, uh, and now General Paxton can move on and do the business of the people of the state of Texas. Locally, we're seeing the left trying to cheat the election as well. What we're seeing is, is that, for example, in the Lone Star Groundwater Conservation District election, it is an election where there is a fight over people's property rights and the right to produce your own groundwater out of your well, free of regulation, versus those who want to regulate us to death and force us to have to buy water from the monopolizing San Jacinto River Authority. But what we're seeing in that election is, is that the actual state agency, the Lone Star Groundwater Conservation District, went out and they formed their own website on your tax dollars to try to advocate the, the slate of candidates that they wanted. Fortunately, our Montgomery County District Attorney, Brett Ligon, and his Public Integrity Division stepped in and told them, no, you can't do that. And so now they've had to back off. We've also seen another agent of the left, the Woodlands Chamber of Commerce, which has always been pro-big government as long as that big government works for them. 
And what we've seen is yesterday, they actually came out with an endorsement, believe it or not, of a leftist candidate running for Montgomery County judge. Now, a lot of people have already complained to them about it. They're not going to back down from it. Uh, it's a sad situation in general. Now, standing here at the polls, what we're seeing is we're seeing some other cheating, and it's in the form of political signs. And I want to point out to you, right here, we've got a sign, and you see right there a sign of a lady by the name of Gail Carney who is running for the Lone Star Groundwater Conservation District. Under Texas election law and under the Texas Transportation Code, you're required to have two political disclaimers. One of them is you have to tell people who the ad paid for now or was paid for. There's a lot of signs that are out here. For example, there's a guy named Greg Hope, and he has no disclaimers at all. He doesn't want you to know who paid for his political signs. Maybe it was the San Jacinto River Authority. Maybe it was Jace Houston, the general manager of the SJRA. We just don't know who's paying for Greg Hope's campaign. But what we do know is, is that Gail Carney has violated the Texas Transportation Code by refusing and failing to put the disclaimer that her signs cannot be put into state right-of-ways. And that is a Class A misdemeanor under Texas law. That is serious cheating, ladies and gentlemen, and it's something that hopefully these voters, these great people who are out here protesting the cheating of the left, will stop when they cast their ballots. Now, I want to talk to uh, several people who are out here at the election today. Uh, I'm going to see if I can find someone who is willing to talk first. Uh, perhaps we can get John Boucher, who is running for the Lone Star Groundwater Conservation District. Uh, and John is running for place three, which is going to represent Commissioner's Precinct 3. Uh, our director is telling us to stand back. John, I want to welcome you. I want to welcome you to the polling place. How's the, the, the race going? Oh, it's going amazing. Lots of participation. I'm very proud of Montgomery County, uh, the participation we're showing here, the voters coming out. It's, uh, it's by far the best performing county in terms of numbers of people coming out. John, you've been working your tail off. It seems like you've been working this line now for five days solid. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, take, I, I did take a little time off to actually go get something to drink. So, okay. Non-alcoholic beverage, of course. But well, That's right. You are a conservative, aren't you? Yes, I, I am an unapologetic conservative. Yes, sir. John, can you, can you tell us, just su in sort of summary, what is the big issue in the Lone Star Groundwater Conservation District election? Well, the big issue is you have two boards, government boards, that are kind of working together um, in conjunction with each other. Uh, one set in policy. Um, you're seeing prices go up. Uh, you're seeing bills that are, are, are being sort of dictated by the legal fees uh, that, that are incorporated into to this whole equation. Um, so there, it's possible for you to not even have uh, any water from them, but you're getting a, a water bill. So I think people are getting a little bit tired of having water bills that are hundreds or, or even a thousand dollars right now and so this is the first time that this board has been elected in 17 years and wow. and so i'm running to try and get these water bills down and break up this bureaucracy so this is a historic election because it's the first time the voters will actually get to vote for how their water bills are going to be set that's exactly right this is a historic election and we got brandon creighton and will metcalf and i think mark keogh had a hand in that legislation too that made this a a, um, an elected position and not an appointed position so the people get a voice now and they get to decide you know who they want on that board and not not be told who's on that board 
And, and speaking of uh, great elected officials and, and community leaders, here is Steve Toth. Steve, come on. I'm gonna get hey, back to John, the John, thank, thank you, you so much. Appreciate you talking. You, Steve, man? it's great to see Good you. Good to see you. Um, I want to welcome you to the show. Thanks. Thank you. So how are, how are things going in your electoral contest? Good. The um, Republican turnout is heavy. We've yeah. about roughly countywide, about 80% Republican turnout, which we're really excited about. Very encouraged. And within the 30 boxes of House District 15, it's about 74, 75% turnout. Well, and isn't it true that your race, even though it's one out of 150 Texas House seats, it's pretty important because you're going to be one of the people who decides who the next Speaker of the House will be. Correct. What we don't need is someone that's going to support a liberal House Speaker. Right. Um, that's led to a lot of problems over the past eight years, and we've got to rectify things. And do you, do you think there's a serious chance that we'll see statewide property tax reform in the next legislature? I think it's going to be a heavy lift. I think we're going to get a cap. On property taxes, uh, property tax increases. I think it's two sessions away, though, that we do away with an appraisal board system, which is, has been incredibly unfair and it's hurt a lot of people. You know, Steve, I, I just want to ask you a question, and it's kind of a personal question. Um, you have been such a great community leader, and what I mean by that is, I mean, you're constantly helping other candidates. You're helping charitable organizations. Um, you're just helping people that you see in the street. I've seen you do it. Um, if you're elected to this position, are you going to stop doing that? No, that's in my sales. I'm doing that, and we love being about, being about that, so... Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that's really who you are, Steve Toth, and, and I'm glad to hear that that's who you're going to continue to be. Thank you. It's really nice of you. Hey, thank you, Steve, and I appreciate you being on the Thanks, show. Um, at this point now, I'm, I'm going to invite uh, a very special guest, uh, Mark Keogh, who is currently hugging a voter, uh, and he is our current state representative, District 15. Mark is leaving that seat to uh, become the next Montgomery County judge. He is the Republican nominee uh, for Montgomery County, and as I understand it, he is standing right behind me. Mark Keogh, I want to welcome you to the show. How are you today? I'm doing, I'm doing great. How's your election going? Man, it's going great. This is exciting. I mean, the lines are unbelievable. I was here this morning at about quarter till eight, and there was line all the way back already over to there by those doors. Well, and, and, and for you, it seems like campaigning has been a full-time job. You've been standing in that one spot now, seems like every day for about nine hours a day. Well, you know, I mean, this is, I think this is what it's all about. I, you know, honestly, I think we're going to win. How much we win by, I don't know. But what's more important to me is I have an opportunity for my constituents to see me. They're just not voting for a name that's on a piece of paper. Right. And they really appreciate it. And I try to talk to all of them. Obviously, I can't because, man, they're going through quick. But I want them to see me here. I want them to see me working. And I want them to be able to have a name with a face. Well, and I think it's important... I think it's important for people in particular to see you, Mark, because, you know, there's a, there's a lot of sort of media hype about what people are, and it's all fake usually, and you really are someone who brings people together. Well, you know, Eric, and, uh, you, know, as, you, know, as, you know, it says in the scripture, it says, as much as it depends on you, live in peace with all men, which implies some people you're never going to be at peace with. But what I've found, if you'll just reach out to people, even when they're mad at you. Man, people can come together, and that's how we get things done. And that's my plan.
here today. So it's awesome. Well, you're showing a lot of great leadership. And Mark, I, I really do want to thank you for the hard work. And I'll let you get back to campaigning. All right, brother. Bless you, man. Thank Thanks. you. Appreciate you all out there. Thank you. <laughs> So um, we are, right now, Bill Brenza is looking for some other people that I can talk to, but I want to mention that uh, this turnout in this election truly has been incredible. Um, just as of yesterday, over 55,000 voters had either early voted in person or had voted by mail. Um, and uh, in fact, that actually exceeds the number of primary voters in total, uh, either early voting or on election day in the 2014, uh, in, uh, not primary election, in the, in the general election uh, in the midterms in 2014. Uh, it has truly been an incredible election. Now, you know, the question is, what is it that's driving that voter turnout? And I would say that really there are three forces that seem to be uh, what is at least driving the turnout here in Montgomery County, which actually seems to be a lot higher than it is in other areas of the state. For, state. for example, if you look to our neighbor to the south, Harris County, uh, their numbers in total are higher, but their percentage of voters who are actually showing up to the polls are significantly lower than they are here in Montgomery County. Now, of course, Montgomery County is one of the most Republican uh, counties in the state of Texas. And, and so what we're seeing is, is that there are really three forces that are driving, driving this high voter turnout. Um, number one, there is no question that uh, the rejuvenated Montgomery County Republican Party has made an enormous difference uh, in, in uh, voter turnout. People are excited. Uh, there are literally hundreds of volunteers, uh, grassroots conservatives who really didn't feel comfortable being involved with the Republican Party before. And those people are not only getting out and volunteering, block walking, phone banking, um, just telling their neighbors to get out and vote, but the excitement that they're showing um, is really infecting other people around them, and I think that it's a large part of what is what is bringing the large voter turnout. But there's no question. Uh, people are excited about President Donald Trump. Um, he is certainly one of the most popular presidents uh, among conservatives that we've ever had. Now, we've got a very special guest. Uh, I've, I've wanted uh, President Tat Pat Tibbs of the Montgomery County Tea Party to be on the show. Uh, Pat, it is so great to have you on the show. Good Welcome to, to It's Hammer here. Time. Thank you. Um, Pat, so how's this election going? Well, I think this is going better than we even thought it would. When you look at the number of people that have turned out at every single one of the early voting polls, the numbers are where are close, getting closer to where they should be every election. So I think we have an excellent turnout. So I feel real good about the fact that people are actually getting out and exercising their right to vote. You know, seven and ten. This one, at least, we're getting. We look right now like we're on a record run to have a lot more. The one that's on its way here that's threatening to come here. You notice they're not, they're not carrying signs that says, we love America, we want to go there. They're burning our flag. They're carrying their own flag. That says something. It's like an invasion. It's more like an invasion. And it's like, um, it's like they've thrown down a gaunt. We're going to make it in no matter what. They're not, they're not coming here to better their lives. 
You know, Pat, you're the uh, president of the Montgomery County Tea Party. How long have you been president now? Six years. One of the things that I think makes your organization unique is that, um, you know, a lot of the, the political action committees, they sort of go into a hiatus during the, the non-election season. Um, you know what, we need to move so you don't get run over. That, that, that would not be good on camera. Move a little farther, closer to the camera. Uh, it probably would not be cool to have your blood splattering all over the camera. <laughs> You don't want that either? Good. Um, and uh, so, you know, it's, it's really amazing, though, how the Montgomery County Tea Party continues to meet twice a month, every month, uh, without breaks, it seems like. Yeah, we don't, um, even during hurricanes, holidays, we still meet. The only time we take off is the Christmas season because that's, that we don't go there. Well, and, and my recollection is is that your meeting that occurred during Hurricane Harvey, or I guess here it really was Tropical Storm Harvey, um, that you were helping to coordinate um, some of the charitable work that was going on in our community. Yes, we helped, we helped feed some people that had been out of their houses and put in hotels. So do you think that your sort of continuous activity is, is part of what has led to the success of your group? Well, I think it is. I mean, we're creatures of habit. And if you don't have meetings for a few times, then people will conveniently forget to come when you do have meetings. We feel like we're there to get to educate people and, and give them the information so they can go out and vote, go out and get active, whatever. And if we're not there, then they don't have that source. So we feel like it's important to be there. Even if we don't have a, a featured speaker, we have someone that can that can share information that the voter needs. Now, one of the things that your group does do, though, really around election time, <clears throat> is you've got a vetting committee, I think is what it's called, that's led by John Wirtz, who's a Republican precinct chair. Uh, and um, can you tell us a little bit about what the vetting committee does to try to help voters select the right candidates? Well, the vetting committee puts together questions to start with. That's the, one of the first things we do. This last year, we had over 600 questions that we submitted wow. to ask candidates. And then we... we now, now, is that in the primary or in the general election? That's in the primary. We start at the basics. We look into whatever candidates out there. We want the best candidate. Right. Um, so we, get, we send out all the candidates' information, give them the opportunity, even the ones that we know are not going to agree with what our mission is. But we send them out because the voter has the right to know it. It needs to be easier for them to go to one place and gather information. So we send them out questionnaires. Those that come back to us and, and fill out the questionnaires, then we schedule our interviews with every single candidate, and we interview those candidates, and we post that information on our website. Well, and in fact, you videotape those interviews. Videotape those, yes. And they're still there. In fact, the ones from you know four years ago are still on there, so you can go back and look and see what a candidate said when he first ran for office. And you can still see those uh, through links on our usvotesmart.org. So you can see how their opinions migrate over the years. You can see if they stay true to what they said they were going to do, and you can see what they said then that made us either like or not like them so much. But we try to give every single one of them a fair chance to prove to us what their values are, to show us. And then we research them because we don't take anybody for their word, even if they're a member of our group. 
Yeah, you also are handing out a voter guide. I see you've got, yes. um, and this is a voter guide that you actually have mailed to over 30,000 homes. Isn't that right? Um, can you just briefly explain what is your voter guide? I mean, what's on it? Well, the voter guide, first of all, will tell us, it tells the, the voting public that we're suggesting that everybody vote straight Republican ticket. Um, this is the last time they can do that. From then on, they'll have to click them eat one at a time. And then when it comes to the nonpartisan races, we take a position there because the down ballot is where a lot of tax money goes, and this is what digs in the, the taxpayer's pocket through the water fees. And so we give suggestions of who we endorsed or we recommend in those races. Long Star College, the Conroe Independent School District Board, um, and the Woodlands Township. That We give the suggestions of who we think will be the best conservative voter in that mind, race. Do you, mind running, do you mind running through those with us? Okay, on the Long Star groundwater for director place one, we picked Stuart uh, Taylor. Uh, yeah, he's actually unopposed. Yeah, he is unopposed in that one. Um, and then Jim Spigner, uh, we recommended him. Director place three was John Boucher. Let me let me just stop you for a second. You know, Jim Spigner is someone that I didn't really know before this election. Um, he's sort of a, an older gentleman, um, but he's got an enormous amount of energy, and um, he's sort of been a fresh, brush of fresh air, I think, in this election, hasn't he? Well, he really has been. In fact, most of these directors we've never heard of really before. They've never really been political active, politically active. But they were. I mean, they're real people. But they're real people that said, you know, I need to get involved, and this is something that I know something about, or I'm willing to. to Put in lots of time. I mean, it's a non-paid position, so they have to be dedicated in order to be in this, really. But anyway, so we chose uh, Jim Paul Boucher for place three, and of course that's John Boucher. John Boucher, and parts of the Woodlands get three votes for this board, and the rest of Montgomery County gets two you know, because they just have different different criteria to give them different. So, so let me just stop you there. So, if you live here in the Woodlands. Mm -hmm. Um, you can vote for the at-large candidate, and who are you recommending for that? The at-large is I have place to stop. Place, yes, is Harry Hardman. Very another guy that we really had not heard too much from before, but he's come out and he's very, he really has impressed us with the amount of knowledge and energy that he has for this this whole uh, movement that's going on to right the wrongs that this board has done in the past. And, they're, and we're trying to make a dif difference to get people to go in and use some common sense in these areas, look at new data, make sure that we weren't uh, sold a, bit, a bill of goods. Well, it seems like we have been sold a bill of goods on that one, haven't we? Every time you get your water bill, you can see how you've still, you're still paying for that bill of goods. And then, so in the Woodlands, you can vote then for Harry Hardman at large, John Boucher, who's running for the Precinct 3 position, and then who's the other candidate you can vote for in the Woodlands? Uh, the other one is, I said, oh, Larry Rogers, okay. and he's oh, for look, director. Larry Price. right there. Yes. Larry, come on over. How are you? Hey, Bell. How are you? Good to see you. The, you. You are Larry Rogers, and you're running for Lone Star Groundwater Conservation District Place 7. Isn't that right? That is correct. Now, Larry, you actually have a connection to President Tibbs here. Um, isn't it correct that you are the chairman of the Montgomery County Tea Party Political Action Committee? That's correct. Board of Directors. 
I'm, I'm sorry? I'm the chairman of the board of directors. Oh, okay. Okay. And um, so can you tell us, I mean, sort of what is your platform in running for the Lone Star Groundwater Conservation District? I think we need more uh, affordable water, number one. Number two, I think we need more transparency. Number three, I think we need more uh, transparency along with the uh, fiscal responsibility. Um, and let me just stop you just for a second. If you would stay right here. Hey, Bill, come on over here. I, I want to introduce you all to Bill Collins, who is the longtime librarian of the Montgomery County Law Library. For 11 years. And, Bill, how have you been? I've been doing good. You give my grandson any trouble? Uh, who is your grandson? Oh, okay. I didn't know, I didn't know Josh was your grandson. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, yes. he came in here to lunch with me today. Well, he says, nice. i got to meet Eric, and I'm going, Eric who? <laughs> he goes, Yarlick, and I just start grinning. <laughs> it seems like, Belle, you and I can never get away from each other. I've been meaning to call you, but I hadn't got around to it. You know, you, I would always welcome your call. It's always good to see you. As an attorney? I'm still working well, as, an, as an attorney. You'd, you'd retire from that doing, doing this full time. No, you know, I, I tell people right now I've, I've kind of slowed down as an attorney. I only work about 80 hours a week in my law practice. <laughs> so, uh, no, they're doing really well. How, how are you doing? I'm doing good. You know, you haven't aged one bit since, since I saw you in about, what, 1989 or something. No, it was probably in the 90s. I left. Uh, 2011 is when I retired. Okay. Well, it's good to see you. Yeah. Once or twice when yeah. I've been up at the courthouse. But well, Bell, please don't forget to vote today and make sure you vote. I didn't bring that with me. So. Okay. Well, let me, let me uh, hand you a voter guide right there. Uh, there's one of Larry's. Why don't you take one of those? And let me give you one of these. They're fairly similar, but what's good about if you look at both of these voter guides is you can get a lot of information about all of the candidates. Yeah. All of their endorsements are almost the same. I've been getting them through the mail and stuff like that, too. Okay. So, And I, I found out that uh, the ladies at the, uh, the village where I live, we have a lot that are in wheelchairs or uh, walkers and stuff. Okay. And that we can get help to get up to the polls. Have you met That's Larry right. Rogers? No, I don't think hey, I have. This is Bill Collins, Larry Rogers. So, Larry, tell Bell why why she should vote for you. Well, I would like for you to vote for me. I'm in, running for the Lone Star Groundwater Conservation District, uh, Place Seven, and that includes the uh, the woodlands. And uh, we're trying to get some uh, new new board directors on the board of the Lone Star. Heretofore, they've always been appointed. And when you're appointed, you kind of have yeah, to do what who appointed you wanted you to do. So uh, our, our congressmen, uh, state legislatures, they came up and, and got it passed last year that the people could vote for the Lone Star board members. So this is the first time, and we're looking, looking forward to it. So, we so this is a historic election for Montgomery County voters. It really is, and it's been a long time coming. So, Bell, has Larry convinced you? Uh, I, uh, Josh had already convinced me, I think. <laughs> my grandson. And, and who is Josh again? This is my grandson. Josh, come on over. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is Joshua Benink, 
And um, Josh has been an activist, a conservative activist for a long time. He's been working his tail off both for the Lone Star Groundwater uh, Conservation District candidates and for conservative candidates on the ballot. Um, I, I had three kids. Uh, Lori's, my daughter Lori is his mother. Okay. And so has she done a good job raising him? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and what's that T-shirt you're wearing there, Josh? This is the NRA uh, T-shirt. Uh, I, I acquired it somehow. Don't ask me. But uh, um, it basically, I am a member of the NRA, and uh, I'm also a gun rights activist to a activist. So I plan on actually being up at the state level here this next legislation, hopefully working with Gun Owners of America and also for myself, just testifying out there as a as a veteran and as a uh, concealed carry and gun owner. So, well, and so let me ask you a question about um, this election. And I'm sorry, I'm going to have to use a four letter word in asking you this question. But what is your opinion of Beto? Uh, I'm not a fan of uh, Beto. I mean, we got a running joke in our our family: Vito, Beto. <laughs> well, and I mean, you know, isn't he someone who? has made it clear that he is willing to do just about anything to take away our Second Amendment rights under the Constitution. Yes, and I totally, totally do not agree with that. Um, uh, protecting our borders and keeping our Second Amendment rights is a big thing for me. Uh, anything is constitutional, because I'm very much constitutional conservative, so I, I definitely, if it affects our constitutional rights, I'm out there fighting for it. So, Larry Rogers, I, I just want to ask you a quick question. So, are you going to do anything on the Lone Star Groundwater Conservation District that will harm our Second Amendment rights? Absolutely not. We're, we're pro-Second Life. At least I am. I can't speak for the other candidates, but I feel sure they are. Well, and actually, isn't one of the real problems with the, what the Groundwater Conservation District is doing now, it's not the Second Amendment, it's really the Fifth Amendment, which is due process of law. Um, they're taking away our property rights without any sort of due process. Isn't that right? That is correct. And another thing I'd like to point out, one of the big things to me... you got to talk to the okay. <laughs> I'd like to point out that when uh, Lone Star was... Uh, in existence for the first time in 2001, they uh, took it upon themselves to decide that they wanted to have a clause in there that said they could uh, do anything they wanted to do and not adhere to the conflict of interest clause. And that just really ticks me off. That means that uh, as a Lone Star board member, uh, in, under that situation, that if I wanted to hire my brother or my uncle or my cousin and get them to haul dirt or drill a well, there would be nothing wrong with that. And to further prove that, guess what? The San Jacinto River Authority general manager... Oh, stop swearing, Larry. <laughs> the San Jacinto River Authority general manager happens to be appointed to the board of Lone Star. Would that not be a conflict of interest? Oh, no, not under the Lone Star's jurisdiction because they have a clause that says we don't adhere to... A conflict of interest clause. But doesn't the man have any personal ethics to at least recuse himself when it comes to votes that affect the San Jacinto River Authority? I can't speak for him, but his actions speak for themselves. Well, thank you, Larry, and, and I appreciate you holding yourself out for election and, and wish you the very best. And, and Josh, I want to thank you for all the hard work you're doing. And, Belle, it's wonderful I to see you again. <laughs>
<laughs> um, and I hope to see you around very soon. I'm right over the village if you want to come visit. Okay. Lunch with me. Well, you know, and, and actually I'm living not too far from there right now myself, so um, I, I probably will come and visit you. All right. Okay. Hey, thank you both for coming. Our next guest is a very special guest who I've actually wanted to have on its hammer time for a long time. He is the vice president of the Texas Patriots PAC, which actually is the largest Tea Party organization in the state of Texas. John Bauman, welcome to the show. It's great to have you on here. Thank you very much. John, uh, what's your impression of, of how this election is going? Well, I think we're doing pretty well if you're a Republican. I think you're kind of understating how things are going, aren't you? Well, you never know. These things are very hard to judge. You're sitting at one poll and you get a sense for what's happening there. Even though it's the largest poll in Montgomery County, uh, it's not particularly representative of the rest of the county. So you really have to be a little bit cautious in your predictions on these kinds of things. But, it, but isn't it true that, I mean, one, one thing we're seeing is that President Trump has been a real uniter among Republicans this year. Um, people really are very happy with the way that he's handling things, at least nationally. I think that's true. I think uh, President Trump's done a wonderful job. He's delivered on most of his promises, the ones he hasn't delivered on. People understand why he's not been able to do that. He's been basically blocked by the Democrats. Uh, He's gone out of his way to uh, <clears throat> to try to get the. Uh, um, I just got a signal from your pal there. It threw me off. off uh, uh, he's gone out of his way. Problem, Bill. Speak oh, up. Okay. He's gone out of his way to try to get the vote out. Uh, it's very uh, instructive to look at what Obama did when he was in office which was literally nothing to try to help you, get the vote out. You're talking about B. Hussein Obama? Yes, I am. Okay. Uh, and uh, versus Trump, who's uh, dedicating a huge amount of his time and energy uh, to exactly that, getting out the vote. And it's, a, it's a marvelous thing. Uh, I think Trump has had some uh, luck. I mean, he's been made by his opponents who are overreaching. They're so desperate. But the Kavanaugh situation presented a really good opportunity for him to uh, create or have an issue for uh, that would get the base uh, stirred up. Uh, now, a lot of presidents wouldn't have understood that and wouldn't have taken it. Uh, I think it's very interesting that Trump would step forward at a time that everybody else was shy about criticizing uh, the, uh, Professor Ford's uh, testimony. And, and say what everybody was thinking. And Trump is really good at that. He's been, yeah. when he first appeared, he was doing that with regard to PC-ness. Uh, now he's doing it on other things that it, as they develop. Well, and, and John, uh, one thing I wanted to ask you about in particular is, so you've got this voter guide, which is just a beautiful voter guide that you're handing out here in Montgomery County. But isn't it correct that actually the Patriots Pack has sent out, I think, 11 different voter guides this year? Yes, that's correct. Um, and, and so are you sending voter guides, for example, to different areas in Harris County? Yes, we are. Um, so I want to ask you about that because th there are some really interesting congressional races that are, that are looming uh, down there. Um, first of all, Dan Crenshaw, mm -hmm. who's running for Ted Poe's seat. Um, how, how is that race shaping? Well, it's kind of hard to judge from here, but uh, we're doing what we can. We helped uh, down in that race during the primary and would like to believe that we had a positive impact. 
by mailing into that precinct uh, during the during the primary and during the runoff too and, and during the runoff and uh, we uh, uh, doing the same now and uh, you know Crenshaw's uh, got limited funds and he's uh, being hit with a lot of very very negative advertising which are you know as normal they're not it's it's based on lies but um, uh, Whatever we can do, we're going to do to try to get him over the top. How, how do the polls look in that race? Do you have any feel for that? I, I don't. I can't say that I've uh, been paying as much attention to it as I should. Uh, been, my mind's been on the race sure. here, and I uh, spent a lot of time at the polls. So I don't well, and, and the really dirty race that seems like it's going on in, in Harris County for Congress is that seat of John Culberson. I think it's is that the 22nd Congressional District? Um, and he's got a Democrat opponent who it seems like Culberson and his opponent have just constant barrages against each other of dirty campaign ads. Yeah, I think that's right. It's very, very dirty. And, and so how is that race shaping up? Well, again, it's hard to tell. We're sitting here. We're not in the polls down there. You get a sense sometimes when you're in the poll. You always get a sense how it's going, at least at the poll you're working at. Uh, but I have to say that I think the Trump effect is going to affect uh, the, the Republican turnout everywhere. And uh, I think Republicans are very, very motivated now. I think the, the overreach and the hammering of Trump, not just you know things like Kavanaugh, but this whole witch hunt on uh, collusion with the Russians, right. and, the, and the, the, the stonewalling he's getting, uh, even with his own people, in, on the Justice uh, Department and FBI, People, people out there are really upset about this. We want to get things moving in this country and trying to drag down uh, your president with all of this uh, pettifog stuff was uh, uh, distasteful at the very least. So I, I think that um, I think Trump, the Trump effect is going to, uh, going to help all of, all of these races. I want to ask you about one other issue that you and I have discussed at length, and that is um, the Texas House Speaker's race and, and sort of how it's shaping up. So far, it seems to me as though there's not even any conservative who's running for, for Texas House Speaker. Um, I mean, what, what is your impression of what's going on there? Well, you know, you'd like to see the Speaker race done where uh, it, all of the activity would happen over the, the year when they're not meeting and they, they kind of come together at the end. As a practical matter, I'm not sure I've ever seen that happen. It's always been kind of done at the last minute. So I expect once the election's over and we know who's in and who's not and who the, who's going to be voting for the speakership, uh, we'll start seeing people coming out trying to uh, to run for that race. I can't believe that nobody that's conservative is going to going to run. I mean, everybody that's in the House or anyone that's paying attention to what's going on in the House, right. you know, knows how critical that 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 job is and how it can really impact the the kind of legislation we get out of the the Texas legislature, and especially this last session, I mean, so much was blocked that, uh, you know, uh, it was really unfortunate. But we've squandered uh, years where we have had House majorities, Senate majorities, yeah. and we haven't been able to get good fundamental uh, legislation through on some of the core issues that the Republican platform stands for. And is that something that you see the Patriots Pack getting involved in uh, even after this election? It, it is. We we do we do get involved in legislation uh, in the, in what, when we're not running for elections. Uh, 
our biggest job is is to try to get people elected. Yeah. Once we get them elected, then we want to hold them accountable. So we do track what's going on, and uh, we do try to uh, uh, participate in legislative uh, uh, discussions. Uh, you know, we go periodically up to uh, to Austin and we we uh, speak before committees and whatnot. But um, we are we are concerned with everything. But, uh, it's involved in trying to turn this state as conservative as it possible. Well, you know, John, you're a real behind-the-scenes kind of guy. Uh, a lot of people don't realize how much work you do for our community, and I really appreciate you being on the show. And I hope after this election is over and you're done celebrating and, and you get a little bit of rest, I hope you'll agree to come back on the show. Thank you very much. Hey, thanks thank again. You. Good luck in the election. All right, thank you. Thank you. Well, I'm not exactly sure what time it is. However, um, I think we're just about at the end of, of the show. Um, who, I think Bill Brenz is trying to round another candidate up, perhaps. Um, and um, while he's doing that, <clears throat> I just want to say it, it has the voter turnout seems to be a, a little bit lighter right now. We're probably uh, getting to the end of the lunch hour. Um, but what we'll see... Come on through. It doesn't matter. We're passing out cruise signs right here. <coughs> see? We need one. How many do you need? One. So I'm I'm here with Ritzy right. Fletcher, who My is old friend. And how are you, Ritzy? Nice to <laughs> see you. Um, so tell me. So why why is the re-election of Senator Cruz so important? It's to hold all of the wonderful things that he's been doing, and to step it up with the president, and be able to pass the things that the president wants to do, and clean up, drain the swamp, pretty much. But I mean, isn't it true that Senator Cruz has had probably the most conservative voting record in the entire absolutely, Senate? Absolutely, absolutely. And that's why we continue to vote. That's why he's one of the most loved men in Texas. Right. Do you see the race between him and that Irishman who's running against him even being close? You mean the word of the day is Irish. Irish, I was Mexican. I'm the real deal. I'm the, I'm the real deal. That was pretty smart campaigning on their, on their part. That was pretty smart campaigning, but it's not true. Um, but um, remind me the question because I was... <laughs> well, no, I, I, just, I was just asking you, do you think that it's even a close race? I, 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 don't, I don't think so. I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I can't, I can't imagine. I think there's a big, there's a big um, excitement, of course. People are excited because they lost the last election. So, of course, they're you know, drumming up behind someone. Um, that they think, uh, I don't know what they think to, to actually tell the truth, but. Uh, so, Ritzy, you just mentioned that you, your actual background is you're Hispanic, isn't that right? Um, yes. So, what, what is your impression of all of these, and it's mostly leftist candidates like um, Elizabeth Warren, who claims she's Native American. Right. Uh, we've seen Rachel Dolezal out in the NAACP, who claims right. she was African American. Right. Now we've got Beto O'Rourke, who is an Irishman, trying to pass himself off as Hispanic. I mean, what's your impression of these people? Well, I'm not one to get offended. I'm a Republican. I don't get offended at stuff. I've been a, a real Mexican all my life. Let's, let's, let's make tamales together and see who's the real Mexican. Um, <laughs> 
I think it's sad. I think it's, why can't you just be yourself? If you have those many qualities and you're that great of a candidate, you shouldn't have to lie about yourself or be something that you're not. I think it's a very sad thing. I think you need to be genuine. It would have been one thing if Elizabeth Warren was working on the reservations and she was helping the Indian people and she was there growing up with them. You know, I could see she could be adopted that way. But it's, it's using people's ethnicity to get into a group of people. And I hope that that Hispanics, Mexicans, uh, are are smarter than that. And I know they are. Uh, most Hispanics are conservatives. My mother is an immigrated, self-immigrated Mexican from Mexico, Sonora, Mexico. And most of her family, that we're all very conservative in our views. We all back Ted Cruz. So um, I don't know. I think it's sad. I think you need to be yourself, be, be a true candidate, and be true to yourself and be true to the people that you're talking to. Well, Ritzy, I want to thank you for all the hard work you're doing in this election. I know you're supporting uh, Judge Beasley, who or actually Matt Beasley, who's running for JP. I know you've been working really hard for, for Ted Cruz and for a lot of other candidates. Right. Absolutely. Thanks for your great work Absolutely. and it's look forward pleasure. to partying with you November 6th. I know. Keep it okay. Red. Let's have cake. Thank you. Hey, and I want to thank everyone for joining us for our show today. Uh, we will see you again next Friday at noon uh, on It's Hammer Time.